Hello, my witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 18 of the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. Thank you for being with me today as I talk all about Ostara and what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So let me go into that first thing right now. So first, I just want to tell you before I go into what's making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy is there might be a little bit of background noise today, and I apologize if you hear some pounding or knocking because my office wall is shared. It's it's the wall that our garage is in, and right now my partner is in the garage working on our Jeep, so he's working on a whole new suspension, which is, you know, his big project this spring, so... <laughs> You might hear him banging out there and maybe he's grumbling a few words because as I sat here, I was like, oh, do I record today? But today's really the only day that I have a chance to sit down and do this before the week gets busy for me. So I just wanted to give you that warning. So what is making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy right now might not sound super comfy and cozy, but to me, it really has given me space to breathe a bit. And that is setting boundaries. I historically have not been very good with setting boundaries. And it's something that I've been working on for a long time, something that I've talked about on my podcast before briefly, and something that I've mentioned in my tea times and you know, just in my posts in general. I've always been, or I've always had a difficult time setting boundaries and have been a person who tends to be a people pleaser and who has a tough time saying no and oftentimes takes on more than, not that I can handle, but more than I should to give myself my own room to breathe a little bit. And I found that that's what was happening and has been happening with social media, um, particularly with Instagram I started my Comfy Cozy account, as you know, in, gosh, I think it was September, so not all that long ago. And, you know, I started it as my personal witchy page to share tips, to share my experiences, and then, you know, I created the podcast to do the same thing. And as that page has grown, my time on social media has grown as well. My time in Instagram has grown because as the audience has grown, um, that's more and more people reaching out to me and asking me questions and interacting, which I'm, you know, obviously I love interacting with all of you and enjoy answering questions. I mean, that's part of the reason why I am doing this podcast and have been doing this podcast. But I was starting to spend so much time on social media that it was interfering with everything else that I need to be getting done during the day and interfering even with my spiritual life because I was taking and have been taking so much time creating posts and responding to messages and listening to messages and interacting that it was taking time away from my family. It was taking time away from my job, (laughs) which is a as a writer, I'm an author, and I haven't handed anything in to my agent or published a book in a very long time, which is fine because I've been taking a step back. 
but I realized that there's a lot of time spent on social media, Instagram particularly, that I could be using elsewhere. And so last weekend, and really you've probably noticed the last couple weekends, I made it a point on Sundays not to really be present that much on social media, but I decided last Sunday to cut back significantly on the time spent on Instagram because what was happening every single time, and I think a lot of you can agree with me, do this as well, every single time I'd log onto my phone, just open my phone, my finger would swipe and go right to Instagram. That was the first place I would go before checking the weather, before checking email, for before whatever else, I would go straight to Instagram. And it became very habitual. I would go into Instagram and then I would get caught there. I would get caught there for a while, sometimes 30 minutes, an hour, when I could be getting other things done. So I decided this week uh, that I was going to cut back on that and put up some boundaries and make those boundaries with with my audience and with followers and boundaries for myself, setting up really, most importantly, boundaries for myself, not to get sucked into social media too long. So I did do this and I will say I had my most productive week in months. I was able to get some writing done. I was able to get some work done. Obviously, I'm homeschooling my son, so I, I did the homeschooling thing in the mornings. Uh, I finished up the Ostara guide for Fit Witch Challenge, which I was kind of procrastinating on or not spending time doing. I was able to edit and finish all of that up within like a day and a half because I could focus on that. I spent time out in nature with my son. We went for walks. I mean, we probably walked for five hours Monday through Friday. Walks in the morning, walks in the afternoon because it was just so beautiful. I took my dog and I was present in the moment on our walks, in the moment in whatever I was doing because I consciously put the phone away and did not look at it. Now, I did not delete (laughs) Instagram. I didn't delete any of the apps from my phone because I still, you know, I want to respond and I want to interact because I enjoy doing that. But The boundaries set are for me to be able to be more productive in my life. And so I have had to make, you know, some choices moving forward with with my Instagram about getting back to people with messages. I added to my profile at the prompting of a number, a number of people, um, especially on my tea time Friday, you know, who said put, you know, no DMs in your profile. So I did add that. But remember, you can always contact me through Comfy Cozy Witch at gmail.com. It's just, I've been so inundated and overwhelmed with messages that I forget and I can't get back to people. And it's just taking up way too much of my time. And that's my personal page. It's not, you know, Comfy Cozy Witch is not my work. It's not a business. It's me. It's my, it's me. It's Jenny Blonde. Um, it's me. So, you know, I, it's hard for me to take time to do all of that because it's taking away from so many other parts of my life. So I want to thank you guys for, for understanding. So many of you, so many of you have reached out and said, like, good for you. I'm so glad you're doing this because it's really important that I'm able to set those boundaries because it's not something I have ever, ever been good at. And it is part of my shadow that I have consciously been working on. 
So setting up boundaries has been making me feel comfy and cozy because I'm spending time doing things mindfully that are not scrolling through Instagram. Um, and just just take a day or take some time and track really track how long you're on social media, how much time, how much of a time suck it can be at times. Because I think you're going to really be surprised. I was shocked when I looked in, what is it called? The, oh gosh, the statistics or whatever, at the amount of time, the amount of hours a day I was on Instagram. It was kind of sickening to me because those were hours, hours that I could be spending time doing other things. And not that I didn't get anything out of them. Like I enjoy, I enjoy the social media, but there are other things that I need to be focusing on. So anyway, I don't want to keep going on and on about this, but setting boundaries is so important to me. And that is what currently has me feeling comfy, cozy, and yeah, a little bit witchy because this is my, it's my witchy account and I'm setting boundaries and I am purposefully and mindfully and intentionally setting these boundaries and using my craft to help me do this. And before I go into the Ostara chat this episode, I just want to go back to my comfy cozy witchy segment because how perfect that this is the time of year I'm choosing to set boundaries and make these changes for myself and to be productive and be more mindful of my time because this is, this is, you know, we're coming into the spring equinox and the time of fertility and growth and, you know, the seeds are growing and you're making changes and you're making goals and you're setting goals for yourself. So I'm just, you know, connecting that to the main segment today, you know, of growth and change. And that's what this season is all about. So now is a good time even for all of you to think about some of those changes that you want to make and some goals that you are setting as we move into Ostara season and further through the wheel of the year as the wheel of the year turns. So yes, Ostara. I'm so excited to talk about this today. And I, you know, Ostara and Mabon, because I can't, you know, I can't forget that in the Southern Hemisphere, uh, our witchy friends are celebrating Mabon, which you know, is my favorite (laughs) Sabbath. I just love it. And so it's no surprise that I really love Ostara because everything is blooming again. Well, things are starting to bloom. We're starting to see some green outside. I will say the snow has finally, finally melted. It only took months. It feels like 10 months, but it took about two months. But the snow has finally melted and we're moving into spring. But let's talk a little bit about Ostara. So Ostara is the second of the fertility sabbats on the pagan wheel of the year. And it's also known as the spring equinox, which is that time, or the spring or vernal, vernal equinox, which is that time of equal light and dark, equal day and night. And it it, it gets its name from Uster or Oster, I guess, E is the German, like umlaut, the E sound, uh, who was the German Saxon goddess of spring infertility. But I do want to note, unlike some other Sabbaths that have, you know, of course, we have Breed or Bridget associated with, with Imbolc, 
and we have other deities closely associated with different Sabbaths, when it comes to Ostara, the beginnings, the very beginnings of this goddess, it's kind of up in the air. We don't know much about this goddess other than what has been written in just a couple of texts, one actually by Jacob Grimm, you know, one of the Grimm brothers of all of all things. And you can look into that and research that a little bit because it's kind of interesting. But oh, what is this popping up? Oh, my aunt is sending me the best coleslaw recipe. This is too funny. You know, you know me on this podcast, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't edit. I'm not good at editing. So as things pop up, I'm just going to go with it. So I got a coleslaw and a guacamole re- recipe that she just sent me. And you all know that I'm going to definitely <laughs> make both of those. So going back to Ooster, um, I, I know I'm, I'm probably butchering the way that I say that, but the, the celebration of this goddess, there we don't really know where it has come from because many cultures around the world for centuries and centuries and centuries have celebrated this time of year, the spring equinox. And maybe they don't associate it necessarily with um, the this goddess, but they are celebrating this time of year in general. So pagans, as I said, from all over the world have been celebrating this festival in some form for thousands of years. And the modern Ostara, as we know it, draws on elements from a variety of traditions. So you can't go back and say it was 100% this tradition um, that, that made us celebrate it this way. It's been celebrated and drawn from elements of a whole bunch of different traditions. So some people will honor this goddess that we know very little about, um, this this Saxon goddess, while others might call to the Greek goddess Eos or Aurora because these are goddesses who are connected to the spring equinox and connected to the dawn and connected to new beginnings. So when we're thinking of deity association, you know, this is a time to call on those deities who represent the dawn, who represent new beginnings. Um, in Celtic lands, Ostara was called Lady Day, uh, which was a celebration of the return of the goddess after the winter hibernation. So there are many myths associated um, with this that discuss this feeling of abandonment felt during the dark and cold months of winter and that excitement and joy as the light returns and warmth returns and we see, you know, the ground and the things unfurling once again. In the modern pagan tradition in the Wheel of the Year, Ostara marks the transformation of the goddess from crone back into her maiden form. Because, I mean, it's spring, (laughs) maiden form, rebirth. And the god, who we know was reborn at Yule, um, coming and them beginning their courtship. So the maiden beginning the courtship with the god, um, which will be consummated then at the third fertility festival, which I'll be talking about in about six weeks, (laughs) which is Beltane. So that's a little, you know, a little bit of background on the history of of Ostara. I mean, there's so there's so much more and I'm not going to go into a long a long long episode about this. There are many myths that go along go along with um Ostara 
but I just wanted to give you a quick a quick overview of this. So I want to talk a little bit about, let me, I'm looking at my notes here. Da, 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 da. Okay. Oh, so the spring equinox then. So moving into the spring equinox and the earth and part of this. So due to the equal time of night and day at this spring equinox, balance is one of the magical themes of this Sabbath. So when you're looking for a main idea, a main theme, something that you're celebrating, this again is all about balance. Just like Mabon is all about balance, the balance of darkness and light, the balance of female and male energies, your inner self, your inner world, and the outer world. Um, As above, so below, the physical world and the spiritual world. It is also um, important to note it's a fire festival celebrating the ever-returning sun, of course, and a fertility festival celebrating the growth, renewal, rebirth, new beginnings. And Ostara is all about embracing the light. So the light is coming back. You know, now it's going to be light more than it's dark. So embracing the light and being receptive to the energy of the reawakening of mother nature. So again, it's when you see earth unfurling and things are going to start turning green again and you will see the buds on trees and flowers will start blooming. Not right now, but fairly soon. Um, I know where I live, I it's, this week has been a teaser because it's really looking like spring and it feels like Ostara is right around the corner, which it is. But I am not so naive to think that this can be the case, you know, for the rest of of spring. Because it, we've been known to get snowstorms at the end of March here. Uh, so I don't want to, I should knock on wood a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting too excited because we've been spending a lot of time outside. Yesterday, even we made a trip to Lowe's. And I was able to get some things for the garden. I got some things for my sacred space. Uh, I found some tulips and other flowers to put on the porch. And oh, these I found some gorgeous hydrangeas that I have on the porch. But that's a whole other thing I could go in on into. And I think my next episode is going to be about um, garden and flowers and some green witchery stuff. So I'm going to save that for then. Because I want to focus on Ostara. So let's talk about correspondences. So colors associated with Ostara, of course, are pastels. Your your pastel green, yellows, pinks, um, robin's egg blue. These are all associated with, with this fertility sabbat. The animals are bunnies, chicks, robins, lamb, and surprisingly, you know, snakes is associated with this time because you're shedding the old to welcome in the new. Just obviously like shakes, um, snakes shed their skin, shakes, snakes shed their skin. And so you are shedding to let in the new. Kind of like what I've done this week. I'm leaving behind some social media. I'm shedding some things so I can focus on some goals. Flowers associated with this are the lily, jasmine, crocus, Peony, Narcissus, Violets, Daisies, Forsythia, really many spring flowers, Hyacinth, um, some scents would be Honeysuckle, Lavender, Hyacinth, and Citrus, and a lot of floral scents as well. Crystals associated with this sabbat are Amethyst, Moonstone, Aquamarine, Rose Quartz, Clear Quartz, and Bloodstone. And for your altar, you could, you know, spring it up a little bit if you would like. 
you could add some of those colors and some of the other uh, correspondences that I've mentioned before. You could give honey offerings or seed offerings. White and green candles are always really good for this time of year and any Ostara depictions that you that you would like to use. As far as herbs, we're looking at chamomile, lavender, and ginger. And then foods would be braided breads, milk, cheese, honey, cakes, wine, um, and eggs. <laughs> the big, a big one is eggs during Ostara, obviously fertility and eggs. So some of the symbols associated with this time are the sun, uh, because this Sabbath celebrates the continual renewal and continual growth of daylight and the sun. And that the spring equinox is here, the equal parts light and dark, and then, you know, turning toward more light. So from this point forward, there's more daylight than darkness. So you can honor that by spending time out in the sun. And why not? We've been inside all of these months. It's good to get outside, get some vitamin D. That just make personally, that makes me feel better overall. Another symbol would be seeds, because this is the time to start sowing any seeds in or around your home. Seeds represent growth. And you can begin your herb garden at this time. You can do that in your house or outside if it stays warm enough. Um, but inside you could do it in a windowsill, plant some spring flowers, um, plant some herbs. We did some herbs yesterday uh, to start growing. Um, and then put some flowers on your front porch. I have my my hyacinths, I have my hydrangeas, I have that out on the front porch, and then I have my herbs growing in the kitchen right now. And welcome in the season by doing that. So of course, the bunny rabbit is a symbol um, because Ostar is all about growth and fertility. It's probably not a surprise that the hair is a common symbol <laughs> because March this month, March is when the mating season begins for bunnies and we know how quickly they reproduce. <laughs> so this obviously ties to the theme of abundance and fertility. And, you know, as I mentioned before, a symbol is the, the Saxon goddess Ooster. But little, as I said, little is known about her, and the origins are questionable. Uh, many note that the month April was named for the goddess whose feast day was celebrated in the spring. So April is named after her. And the most research and literature points to Ostara as a feast and a festival rather than celebrating an actual person. So where some of the other Sabbaths, you know, refer to a specific deity, uh, this one does not. It's more about the celebration and that turning of the wheel and spring coming. And and as I said before, both um, Beattie and Jacob Grimm have written about this this goddess speculatively, because uh, so, we don't know much about about this, because she's yeah, we just know the origins. Other symbols would be flowers, of course, bees, pollinators, um, cakes, eggs, chocolate, seeds, fresh fruit and vegetables because people are getting their garden started now. So fresh fruits and vegetables are, you know, a big part of this Ostara season. And I'll talk about because my Ostara celebration will be all about the fresh fruits and vegetables and a really nice salad and deviled eggs because I love my deviled eggs. I always have deviled eggs, either deviled eggs or egg salad in my refrigerator at all times, <laughs> at all times. <laughs> so just like my other Sabbath episodes, I want to go into just a couple of crafts that you can do and um, chat about food 
a little bit and then what I'm going to do for my celebration. So I think all of the fertility festivals are a really great time to work on floral arrangements. So floral crowns or some sort of bouquet, an Ostara bouquet. So you can make a floral crown out of greens and other flowers you forage or you purchase, it's fine, um, to represent and honor Ostara. And you can wear this to remind you of fertility and spring and growth and goals. And again, this is good for really any of the fertility festivals as we're in this this season, in the spring season. Coloring Easter eggs are a symbol of Ostara because when you hear the word Easter, I mean, the Easter, Ostara, Easter, they're all connected. Um, and so painting these eggs symbolize the renewed cycle of life and staple source of food um, are the eggs. So you can dye or paint hard-boiled eggs with your with your family, with your friends. If you have children, obviously it's a great activity to do. We'll be doing that. And there are so many creative kits out there too. In fact, whenever I was, I went to do my, I do target pickups at least once a week. It's shameful, maybe more than once a week. I have a target pickup. Sometimes I just pick up one little thing. This week it was chocolate chips. I ran the whole way to target for chocolate chips for cookies. But they have a whole bunch of egg, egg decorating kits. Oh, did you hear that? I hear him out there in the garage. Oh. He's not having a really good time with this Jeep project. It's not going so well because we have an old Jeep and there are some rusty parts that he's struggling to get off to do this new suspension lift kit. Okay, I digress. Moving, continuing on. So Target has these kits and they have um, like soup. You can do the Avengers. Like you can wrap <laughs> Avengers scenes around the eggs, which I think is kind of funny. Okay, other things is egg gloom bombs. And a gloom bomb is is something that you use whenever you need to clean a space or ward off psychic attacks or illness. And essentially it's it's filled, it's a vessel that is filled, a vessel that can easily be broken, that is filled with herbs and oils and crystals and whatever properties you want to put in. And whenever you need to get rid of negativity or cleanse a space, you essentially just throw them on the ground and they explode and all of the... Uh, all of the herbs and so forth come out and cleanse the space and, you know, you, you create them to your intention. So you can look them up, egg gloom bombs, and you make them um, by like putting holes in the ends of the eggs and blowing out the insides and letting the eggs dry. And then you, you put all the stuff inside and then you decorate the outside. And so you have these really nice little egg bombs <laughs> that you can use in a magical way. An Ostara oil would be something you could do. You could make your own oil to anoint candles or for an Ostara meditation, or you can use it to connect to the expansion and growth of the season and your goals. So you would just mix a carrier oil with uh, 20 drops, 10 drops of lavender and 10 drops of lemongrass essential oil. That's just the blend that I personally use. And then you can add dried lavender and lemongrass to the mixture. And you have this really fragrant, really beautiful Ostara oil that you can use for whatever you would like, really. When it comes to food now, foods related to the Sabbath focus on what is fresh and new. I mean, I think you could figure that out because we have the theme of renewal. So what's fresh and new? So eggs, spring greens, a lot of vibrant colors and fresh fruits and fresh vegetables, it's a really great sabbat for salads, colorful salads, 
and egg bakes and quiches and any egg, eggy goodness. I'm a lover. I'm Eggs are one of my favorite things. And so I will start Ostara in the morning with an egg bake. Um, I pre-make my deviled eggs. So we will be eating deviled eggs for lunch. And Ostara, we usually celebrate in the afternoon. Last year, we ate outside um, on our back porch because it was a really nice day and we were able to do that. So we'll celebrate it by, as I said, I'm going to make an egg bake for breakfast or maybe a quiche this year. I'm not really sure. And I thought about doing a custard at some point because that's eggy. Um, And then our late lunch, early dinner will just be deviled eggs and a really big salad. (laughs) So salad and with fresh, a a whole bunch of fresh vegetables, some fruit on the side. I'll probably do chicken on my salad and then a fresh baked bread because you can't have a Sabbath without yummy, savory, herby bread. So I'll probably do a rosemary and thyme bread, which is my favorite. And I've done that a lot. So those are just some some things that I'll be doing for Ostara. I haven't figured out what I want to do yet for a ritual. I'll probably do a goal setting, something with goal setting into Ostara season because I've been leaving a lot of things behind. I've been doing a lot of magical working surrounding releasing things and letting go and setting up boundaries. So now I'm ready to invite things in. I'm ready to set goals for the next couple of months. And I have some pretty big goals and pretty, some projects in the works that I want to intentionally and magically um, set some goals for. So I'm going to do that. So before I finish talking about Ostara, I thought I would give you um, a quick blessing that you can use for Ostara. And it will be, it's really short. It's just two, four, seven lines. Okay. So here it is. As the day greets me, equal light and dark, may my creativity abound as I find that extra spark. Blessings for the season on a journey of growth and wisdom I embark. So that's just a nice little blessing. Feel free to use. You don't have to, but if you like that, I'm fine if you want to use it for your Ostara. And then some affirmations you can use during the season are, I embrace the spring with ease. I continue to grow in mind, body, and spirit. I am awake to the magic of life. The earth unfurls under my feet, and I am rooted and grounded in nature. And this is, man, all of the, all of the Sabbaths, everything when we talk about the wheel of the year is based around nature and the ever-changing growth or birth and growth and death and rebirth and growth and death. You know, it's the wheel of the year. It's cyclical. And so I think we're always coming back to Mother Earth and always coming back to nature and the universe and goddess and deity and spirit. And so for all of the Sabbaths, I like to spend time outside. I'll be spending a lot of time outside, especially as we're moving into and past the vernal equinox and into um, the weather just getting so much nicer. So yes, that's a bit about Ostara. I hope that that was helpful. And I hope that that was a, a nice little overview of a little bit of history and background and things that you can do to celebrate by yourself uh, with, with a coven or with your family. 
Okay, so moving into the last segment, which is the card of the week. Oh my goodness. My partner is in the garage (laughs) drilling something. I'm sorry, it might get a little loud. You can hear it a little bit in the background. I apologize. So let me choose a card. I'm going to choose from the Green Witch Oracle this week by Rockpool Publishing. This is a newer deck that I have, and it's beautiful. It's herbs and flowers and vegetables. So I thought this would be a fun deck to choose from. So let's see what we have. Okay, so it is the Daffodil, which is hope. And how perfect for this episode, as we talked about Ostara. Oh my gosh, I love it. Let me flip to the page here. So the daffodil is all about hope. Garden is though you will live forever, spoken by Thomas More. So daffodils indicate a reprieve for those who need who need it and a time to refresh faith, not only in life, but in those around you. And wow, what a really great pool for this time of year, this week leading up to the spring equinox. You know, just take a breath, decide what you want to do. Um, and then move forward. Daffodils will lift optimism and help boost endurance while encouraging you to keep going. I love it's perfect. This is also a period of personal growth and spiritual awakenings and answers can be found within aspects of these. Listen to your inner voice, but do not become overwhelmed with negative self-talk. This is perfect for Ostara season. And actually, this card is going to go on my altar. I'm about to refresh. I refreshed my altar last week, but I want to do more of a refresh uh, for Ostara. And this card will go in my card stand 100%. So although daffodils do not do well in the tropics or very hot places in other zones, these bulbs can be planted in autumn and flowers can be expected to appear in spring. So you'll start seeing little bits of the daffodil soon. Ensure regular liquid feeding, a rich soil, and full sun, although they can tolerate semi-shade, especially in warmer areas. And daffodils can be grown in containers, provided they have bright natural light, so, you know, in a a nice window. And then cut flowers have a vase life of four to six days, just so you know a little bit about that. So daffodils, um, the uses are new beginnings, self-esteem, luck, fertility and friendship. Wow, is it ever connected to this Sabbath? And um, let's see, there's a little spell that goes along with this, a hope spell. This seven-day shower spell will renew your hope when you are challenged. So you arrange seven daffodils in a yellow or orange vase and place it in your bathroom. Each time you shower or bathe, fill the cup of one flower and pour it over your head. Take the flower and lay it in the garden in the sunshine. Repeat for seven days. I like this. This oracle deck is really, I mean, it's really lovely. It's well done. I've posted about it, I believe, and I'll post more because I'm sure I'll be using it as we get into these warmer months. The imagery is beautiful. I really enjoy the guidebook because not only do you have the oracle type of meaning, but you also have a cultivation for every herb, flower, vegetable that's in here. And it, it, it tells you how you can grow it, when it's best to plant. So it's a little guide. It's a nice little um, garden guide as well. And then you have a spell with every single card. So that is your card of this week, the card of this episode, Hope the Daffodil. So I just want to thank you for joining me for episode number 18. I can't believe it's 18. 
I'm so close to 20 episodes, which is just so crazy to me. But this also means I've been I've been doing this podcast for 18, eh, probably about 20 weeks because I did take a break off at Yule and I did take another week off at another point. But thank you for being here and sticking around and listening to these episodes. If you like what I'm doing, if you're enjoying the podcast and enjoying, you know, the comfy coziness and comfy cozy witch stuff, feel free to, or I ask you really please, <laughs> to leave a review, a rating, um, what is it, favorite or subscribe on Apple Podcasts because the more ratings, the more reviews, the more people who subscribe, the more likely this can get out to other people. So if you like what I'm sharing and you want to be able to share that excitement for others, please, I urge you to leave a review. I would really appreciate that and be grateful to you for doing that. And if you want another way to support me, there are a couple other ways. First, you can check out the Fit Witch Challenge, which I have founded and created, which is, you know, great challenges uh, for your spiritual and your witchy wellness. And then I have a whole bunch of smaller smaller challenges surrounding the Sabbaths and other parts of, of magic. And then I have a Patreon that I just started two weeks ago. Uh, so feel free to join the Patreon. Check that out. You can find the information um, in my link in my bio for Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. And also if you go to patreon.com slash Comfy Cozy Witch, that will take you right to the Patreon. And I have three levels of support ranging from $3, which is like buying me a cup of tea, to $12. And the $12 level will get bonus content and a bonus episode every single month that will not be released to the public. It will only be released to that that top tier, which I believe is, is it Rosemary. I believe Rosemary is the top tier. So feel free to check that out. If you want to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch, and I can be reached at Comfy Cozy Witch at Gmail. Dot com. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for being here. Next episode, I plan to chat all about my garden and garden witchery and garden goodness. So until then, everybody stay comfy, cozy, and witchy.